So all of this death, violence, trauma, just like horrifying history sort of crescendos in 2013 with the di- disappearance and death of Elisa Lam, which is yes, where most people have heard of this. Yes, well. I remember that. We invite you to join us on our hunt for all things spooky. We're here for the tricks and the treats. I'm Elise. And I'm Haley. And, and this, this is, is Easy, Easy Bake Coven. Thanks. I'm great. Ben just poured me a glass of wine and it was like this full and I was like, what is that? <laughs> um, hi, I'm Lee. I know that we're married, but it seems like we've never Yeah, met and before. he was like, I'll give you a little more. I was like, excuse me? Um, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> Fill that shit up. Has he never met I you? Know. I know. Like, he was like, drink slowly. I was like, I'm listening tonight, so all I have to do is drink. All I have to do is drink. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'll drink quite I, quickly, yeah. actually. It's way easier to drink faster when I'm listening. It will make me funnier and more entertaining. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, at least one of us gets it. <laughs> I'll always understand you, even if your husband does not. I know, it's true. That's why we're married in spirit. How are you doing? I'm great. Um, I have something to tell you. Um, I did Ouija again and it worked. (laughs) Oh my God. Every time I'm like, you're pregnant. I can't believe you're telling me you're pregnant at the top of the podcast. (laughs) That would be major. Maybe she's just telling me because she wants to get my reaction because it's recorded. And then like she'll cut cut it it and actually we'll start the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. No. Okay. Ouija. No, this is upsetting. Stop doing this. Why do you keep doing this? (laughs) Alyssa will be so proud. Oh, my God. Um, So it wasn't like anything really, I mean, nothing like super came through, but it was really weird because we tried two times. It didn't work. And then the third time we were like, let's just try it one more time. And what's weird is that the planchette that I have, it's really cheesy, like lights up. Mm. It's got like a black light in it to like illuminate the letters on the board. Mm. Super cheesy. But right before we played, it was like really lit up. Like, like it would like you have to press it to turn it on, to turn the light on. uh And it was lit up without pressing it. And then it turned off right as we started playing. And I figured the batteries were just dying and it had had like one little burst of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so whatever. And then the dog, my friend's dog starts going crazy. Like he's just, she's barking Mm. the whole time. The whole (gasps) time she's barking. And and the light's off the whole time. And we asked a couple yes or no questions like, are you barking at the dog? And it said yes. And then one gal who was with us, we had like four people doing it. And one gal. Who are all these friends that are replacing me? They're not replacing you at all. Um, The only friend. I guess they're they're fulfilling a part of your life that I can't because I won't do a Ouija board with you. So actually that's fine. You can continue having other friends Yeah, this is the the fulfillment that Haley cannot do. (laughs) Will not do. You could, but you won't. No, I won't. No, I won't. Um, And it was just my friend Emily with her. Her, her boyfriend and then her friend who's a big potter head she loves harry potter <laughs> oh so she was well, all into the ouija um yeah. but yeah she was being a witch she, she, she was she was <laughs> but she claimed she saw something in the window like a reflection in the window of <gasps> yeah super creepy but this was the weirdest part for me right, so the Holly. light is out the whole time we're playing and i figure the yeah. batteries have died we stop we say goodbye we, we're done and then oh, no. Emily's boyfriend touches the thing and the light turns on. I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? It was off the whole time. And you know how they say like ghosts can like drain energies. I was like, was it just draining the battery? Oh my God. <laughs> so Where did you do this? At her house in the fucking dark okay, with candles. So at least you weren't at your own house. Oh no. No, I won't do that. <laughs> did you take pictures? This is great EBC I know. I know. She took a picture of me. So okay. perfect. <gasps> 
post that. Fact. Yeah. I was really out of my character because I drank red wine, which you know I don't normally do. Oh, no, me neither. Mm-hmm. No. I regretted it the next morning. <laughs> I was like, why did I do that? A big that? old headache. <laughs> yeah. Why did I do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how are you? I'm so spooky. I'm good. Elise knows. I was a little late because Oh yeah. I'm like getting ready to come downstairs and like everything's set up and I just hear like howling outside oh my, my window. And then Nellie's like freaking out, like barking oh, I in my bet. window. And so I go outside and Mac goes, don't let her out. Don't let her out. I was like, is it a werewolf? What's happening? So I like go and like secure every door because we just had like the screen door in the back uh-huh. and she could bust through that. Oh, like she totally. Has, I mean, she got out of that today. So oh my I was God, like, yeah. we're going to close the sliding glass door <laughs> yeah. here. And it was this sweet pup who was just like terrified. Yeah. It was big dog. Probably like, I don't know, 90 pounds. Oh, man. I'm like howling. And Matt was like, like stay back. Don't get close. I was like, I'm going to become best friends. I am Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Call me Snow White. The animals will be flocking to me. And so we just like threw tree. I just like started throwing treats, mm-hmm. like first where it was and then like slowly getting closer to me. And then by the end, we were like best, best friends. friends. But we could not get the a photo of his collar, like to oh, see the phone number. Because right. it's like a leather collar with the phone number like, yeah. stamped into it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, like, come here. And then like every time Matt would like try to give him a treat. He'd go to Matt's hand and I'd kind of step to like try and take a quick picture. He would get yeah. scared and like oh, get back no. up. So finally we got the phone number and then like his owner lives like, you know, 500 feet away, yeah. but just like through a f- kind of a driveway in a forest mm-hmm. and whatever. And so she's like comes running and she's like, Chief, Chief. She's like calling him. Oh, his name him, is Chief? Like, his name Aww, is Chief. Yeah. that's cute. And I'm like, it's your person. It's your person. And he was like, no, I don't want to go. You're a lady with the treats. He got the treats. So I was like, grab some treats. I'm like, come on, Chief. Come on. And I'm like running with him. And then like he sees her. I'm like, look, there's your person. Aww. And then he's like, no, but you still got treats though. And like comes back to me. And then all of a sudden he's like all friendly. All nice. and, like, you know, licking me and like letting mm-hmm. me pet him. Because he's like, okay, you're yeah, good. Like my, my person is good zone. with you. Yeah, yeah totally. like I know that I'm okay. It was so sweet. But Aww. it was like, oh my God, excitement and yeah. sleepy docked in. Yeah, like, you got a your mysterious creature appears. Yeah. <laughs> a mysterious like, werewolf dog. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Did I just become best friends with this dog? Yes. I was like, do you want to have a dog play date sometime? Yes. Um, because I really like your dog. <laughs> I don't know about you, also, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm really like... I've only known you for 30 seconds, yeah, but, but I just dog. spent a good 10 minutes with your dog, and he was lovely. <laughs> also, Nellie really needs dog yeah, friends. Yeah, she does. So. She does, definitely. Yeah, so excitement That's over exciting. Here. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> dog neighbors. Um, speaking of exciting, I have a little bit of fun news for you and I also need to tell you that my husband has been doing exercises in places where I have to see him while recording I saw you smirking and I was like Ben's doing something stupid he was just doing push-ups he's like standing outside the window like and I'm calling him out because he thought I wouldn't say anything. And now I'm going to call him out. <laughs> I'll he's, call you right he's out, He's now Benji. doing bridges and in, in, in thrusting his hips into the air in the kitchen. <laughs> he is. He's a sexual man. You can't deny it. He, he thinks it's distracting. <laughs> and it is. But for not the reasons he thinks it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thinks he's being really seductive. His face and like, is like this the whole time. <laughs> he's like, like why did I marry him? Yeah. I made a big mistake. Huge. (laughs) No, I love him. Um, Okay, so speaking of exciting things, before we were interrupted by my husband's hip thrust, um, I have a new job for you. You can quit (gasps) your job as a social worker. Oh my God, what is it? This is our news for today. It's not spooky, but it's very sweet. You could (gasps) be the chief candy officer 
of Canada's Candy Fun House. <gasps> and you and could make $100,000 a year. Oh, what? Canadian, though. So it's like 75. Still, Still though, that's more money than I make. Still. You oh get to eat candy all day. You get to decide what Candy Fun House has online. And I looked them up. They're basically like an Amazon of candy. <gasps> they do carry so good at this job. fuzzy peaches. I know, but I think there's a conspiracy because you remember how you told me fuzzy peaches were out of stock, the big ones? Oh, like at the one place? Yeah, we went to. they're also out of stock on Canada's Candy Fun House. <gasps> oh, so maybe it's what's up with that thing? Maybe it is. So mm. here's what it says in the job posting: Do you love all things candy and chocolate? Yes. Yes. Are you passionate about confectionery treats and exploring unreleased and existing products? Duh. Absolutely. <laughs> if so, this is the perfect position for you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm the perfect candidate. I know. And best of all, it can be remote. <laughs> <gasps> oh my God. So um, you get to try over 3,500 candies applying. each month. Oh, each month. Okay, no, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> you have to start running. <laughs> Wait, we know what you're going to do. Oh my God. That's a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> The problem is, you know me, I'm a super taster. Oh, yeah, me That's too. not an exaggeration. I'm literally a super taster. So um, I would be like, ew, Ew, that's no. gross. Yeah, you're right. I only want it's not cotton beige. candy bubblegum. When you said yeah. super taster, I thought you meant you like to taste a lot. And I was like, oh, yeah, me too. And then I'm like, oh, no, you, you taste deeply. <laughs> no, I'll be like, I'll be like eating something and I'll be like, oh, I don't like this because like the thing they made in this pan before had fennel in it. And oh. I don't like fennel. Like, it's like that kind of, <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pretty cool though yeah like like, oh like one time i was eating at the frozen yogurt place at the beach that i used to love yeah (laughs) why i'm telling you this you know like you know the you don't know you've never been to white rock beach in canada it's not even there anymore Haley, stop anyway keep telling um they had this like strawberry frozen yogurt that was so good but they would like take frozen yogurt and they would take whatever fruit you wanted and they'd like grind it in this machine like cold stone of frozen yogurt kind of yes love Um, that and it was really really good and one time they like made me mine and I was like, this tastes like banana. And she was like, I didn't put banana in it. I was like, there's I banana, banana in my frozen yogurt. And she was like, well, I made banana like a few orders ago. <gasps> and I was like, that is a superpower. <gasps> a mutant. But also kind of sucks for you. Yeah, it's really annoying because <laughs> I hate banana. <laughs> you know, for me, a banana, it's more about texture. Like I like a nice firm banana. If it starts getting mushy, oh. I'm not into it. <laughs> no one likes a mushy banana. <laughs> it's just got to go ha, into my mouth ha. nice and firmly, you know? <laughs> you don't want it to be flaccid no. in your mouth. <laughs> children, oh, we are children. God, we are off to a great start. <laughs> uh, it's going to be silly. It's going to be a good it's night. A one. And we're only like uh, an eighth of the way through this glass of wine Ben poured for me. <laughs> <laughs> See, Ben? Uh, slow down, Elise. Slow down. What do you have for us tonight? Okay, so I, I'm such a Joe Nickel. I can't even handle oh, it. God, I told you that I was doing something that was like haunted, <laughs> and you've it's realized not. it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I hate. I I really. You know, I want to believe. I, know you I do. want. It's, I know. It's on my body. I yep. want to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is still an interesting story of spookiness. Oh I mean, boy, some weird shit. I'm actually open to the idea that this place is haunted. I feel like strongly like it could be, but I've just yet to see the evidence of it. Mm, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's not. You True. Know? Yes. 
tonight we're going to talk about the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Oh my God. Do you know it? No. Well, you will know it. You, you do know it okay. by the time we get to the end of the story. But like, okay. oh yeah, now I know this. Okay. But um, it was like in the headlines a few years ago and it's in sort of like a salacious, scary, haunted, whatever type place. Yes, you know. I do know. Yes. Um, and we're actually just going to talk more about like the history. Of <gasps> oh, good. Because I don't know like about that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I started watching this Netflix documentary about it. From what I have read online and articles that reference the documentary, it gets to a good place in the end. Mm. But I literally got 10 minutes in. I was like, I can't watch this anymore because it's so... Um, sensational? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to say scandalous, not scandalous. Sensational. I really don't like sensationalizing yeah. trauma, mm-hmm. you know. As a therapist, I'm kind of against it. <laughs> <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't watch this. But in the beginning, this guy was like, I guess he worked there. And he was like, bad things keep happening here over and over and over and over. Why? Mm. And I was like, okay. Yeah, Good question. Like, Let's figure we'll it out. We'll explore that. <laughs> we'll explore it. You might have an explanation. I'm going to come up with my own explanation. Love it. People in, in the first few minutes of this documentary that I watched and decided to stop watching because it was too sensational, people were describing the Cecil Hotel as sort of like being alive, like it's luring people in and like trapping people and corrupting people. And this lady described it like a Venus flytrap kind of. Like, and, like The Shining. You get too close and it's going to... Yes, exactly. Mm. Like The Shining. I don't know why... I'm okay with it when it has to do with The Shining. I think because rich people go there, Mm. but the Cecil Hotel is in Skid Row. Mm. So it's like a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Also, The Shining's a fake movie. (laughs) Yes, but it's based on the Stanley Hotel. And is that actually haunted? It's apparently very haunted. Oh, well, you need Mm -hmm. to cover that one next. Mm -hmm. I demand Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I was kind of like, okay, this is my series yes. because I did the Lamp family yes. and then I did the Crescent Hotel. Oh, yeah. And just like, Hotels. and I did Amityville and I did um, Lizzie Borden's house. I love the, like, I guess, the so, way you're showing me that. That, you was, did that was me with an axe. <laughs> That's very bad it was wielding. Really half assed. <laughs> yeah. I would not kill my father if I was doing that. 40 no. wax. <laughs> so I. I'm going to get, I'll share my own opinion at the end. Obviously I share my own opinion, but uh, I do want to kind of highlight like how this hotel is portrayed in the media. Cause I feel like that's important. Mm -hmm. So the land Cecil hotel is in downtown Los Angeles. It's sort of like a storied. If you never heard of it, you probably haven't. You just don't even realize it kind of thing. It's this beautiful art deco hotel sort of like conjures like grand Hollywood images, but it's actually not really that nice. Mm. (laughs) The land that it was built on was actually a chicken farm and a pet store that was once called the Fancier's Exchange, Hmm. which I love. Wow, me too. And that existed until the 1920s. And then when LA was kind of being developed and, you know, like getting really busy and really popular, um, these... Men, men decided to buy the land to make a new hotel development. So they were called William Banks, Hanner, Charles Dix, and Robert Sh- Shops. And it's like kind of mixed in different things that I read. Some people said that they intended it to be like a really glamorous sort of art deco, mm-hmm. really fancy like tourist destination. But then I also read, and I think in more reliable sources that it was m- like more supposed to be budget accommodation for oh, tourists okay. and for business travels, travelers. So not like the, you know, like sleaziest hotel on the block, but also but not the like swankiest either. Yeah. Not the swankiest mm-hmm. either. Just kind of like a nice hotel it's really big and it wasn't supposed to be like super grand. I don't think. Okay. 
So they hired an architect named L.L. Smith, and together with the Weymouth Crowell Company, they built a 14-floor hotel in downtown L.A. with 700 rooms. Dang. Like quite big. Yeah, yeah it is. Quite large. Mm-hmm. It cost them $1.5 million just to build, and then I guess with like um, decorating it and furnishing it all in, it was like almost $3 million. Dang, that's a lot. Back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like a lot of money. And at first I read like in an advertisement um, using newspapers.com oh, love that um, they boasted having 50% baths and I couldn't figure out what that meant. But then I read some more and I guess back in the day, not all hotels had bathrooms for every room. Oh. So you could either have a, a like shared bathroom or you could have your own toilet or you could oh, have your own full bathroom. Mm-hmm. I've actually stayed in hotels like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Where like you have I to go down the hall or like hostel, like hostels, yeah. but not like. There's a hotel yeah. in Juneau, Alaska called the Alaskan, and they have something mm-hmm. very similar. Where like, you, like you said, mm-hmm. you can have a room that maybe has a sink in it, or maybe just has a toilet, and then you have uh-huh. to go down the hall for the showers, or maybe it has nothing in it, and that's the super budget room. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. crazy. I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. So the hotel opened on December 20th of 1924. And I found an ad from the LA Times from the day that it opened, which was basically a notice from Barker Brothers, which I guess was a furniture company, saying, congratulations on opening this new hotel. And thank you for letting us furnish it with all of our American made furniture. Wow. And like talking about how nice it was. And I don't know. I, I don't know if that was common back then hmm. for everything to be American made. Like I was going to say you couldn't do it now. Real, yeah, yeah exactly. That <laughs> be a million like a dollar hotel. But it seemed like they boasted about it. So I think it was kind of a thing then too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like the first few years of the hotel were pretty uneventful and like nothing really noteworthy took place in the hotel. Um, this is just for context and because I find it interesting. In 1927, a room with a shared bathroom cost $1.50 a night, wow. which would translate to $24.72 in today's money. Dang, that's cheap. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, with a private toilet, it was $2, so $32.96. And then if you wanted a whole private bathroom, it was $2.50 a night, which was which would be $41 a night. I don't even think you can like get those shitty ass hotels, motels no. you see on the sides of the interstate for $42 a night anymore. Yes. Like, yeah. Like even hotels where you rent by the hour. Right. I know. That. You'd know about yeah. that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in, in my past life. <laughs> Um, yeah so it wasn't like a fancy wasn't a super fancy expensive hotel as we discussed in our listener story about Mm. the haunted theme park which shall not be named (laughs) it's actually not that unusual for people to die in hotels Mm. and this was a really relatively affordable hotel they would do like weekly rates so people would stay there there. like long term yeah so some people would actually live there so it didn't take long for the deaths to start piling up at the Cecil Hotel Mm. There's his, I, I'm assuming that he's wonderful because his website is wonderful. But if he's an axe murderer, then someone correct me. But Please let us know. A wonderful human named Craig Owens runs a website called Bizarre Los Angeles. Oh, love and it. And he did the work, so we don't have to. Thanks. Appreciate you, What Craig. was his name? Oh, yeah, Craig. Thanks, Craig. Craig. Um, he went back through newspaper records and started collecting records of all the deaths that were reported in L.A. newspapers. Oh, wow. I don't think that it's like an exhaustive collection just mm-hmm. because... Maybe not every death sure. was reported in newspaper, <laughs> right? But, you know, just sort of like for some examples, I sh- I um, grabbed some of his examples that he shared. There is a content warning in this episode for talk about murder, talk about suicide, and accidental death too. I guess heavy. Going to be quite a bit of de- death. Mm. Good thing we're both so funny. <laughs> we can diffuse. <laughs> Make it a little lighthearted. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. <laughs> so the first death at the hotel was on July or June 19th of 1926. And the LA Times printed that a 62-year-old coal miner named William McKay had died at the Cecil Hotel where he was visiting. So he oh, was bummer. From LA. On October 6th of 1926, the LA Times reported that an H.W. Simons died of heart disease at the Cecil, and he was 46 at the time oh, wow. that he died, and he'd been living there for several years. Oof, man. Yeah. Hmm. But like I said, dying in a hotel is not like super right, unusual. Right, it's not uncommon. Which we've recently learned. I kind of didn't really think about it before. I didn't either. Like, thankfully, that. I hadn't thought about it, and now every time now I go to a hotel. Every time I go to a hotel, I'm going to be like, how many people, <laughs> how many people died in this, this bed and had sex in this bed? I don't need to bring the black light, because I'll see all the jizz everywhere. <laughs> I don't want anyone to have died or had sex yeah. in any bed no. that I've ever slept in. You know? Definitely not. No. No. I want... Oh, I just start bringing my own sheets yeah. every time I go to a hotel. I know. <laughs> for all of for death and sex related yes, reasons. All of the reasons. All the black light reasons. Right. So what really starts to catch people's attention about the Cecil is the number of suicides that occurred. Oh there. no. On January twenty third of nineteen twenty seven, this is the first suicide that's reported. The LA Times uh, stated that Percy Orman Cook, who is fifty two years old, had shot himself in the oh, previous Percy. night in the room of the Cecil. His wife had left him, and he essentially said that he felt he had nothing to live for. So he wrote mm -hmm. a suicide note and addressed it to the press. Oh, gosh. Which is kind of interesting. And basically said he'd been a successful businessman, and after his wife left him, and I guess his son sort of became estranged and took his wife's side, he spent all his money and gave up hope and shot himself in the head. Wow. He, he said... Uh, in his note, money cannot buy happiness. I've tried it and I find that it cannot be done. I've lost my wife, my son, and my home, and I'm doing the only thing left for me to do. That's tragic. Very, very grim. Um, so the next documented suicide, again in the LA Times, was reported on November 19th of 1931, where a man named W.K. Norton, who was 46, was reported missing from his home in Manhattan Beach and eventually found dead in a room at the Cecil with poison capsules in his vest pocket. Oh, no. I don't know how you just get poison capsules right. back in the day. And do they, like, crunch them did. in between their teeth and then they take them and then they... <sighs> I don't know. Mm. Mm, yeah. That's dark. September 19th, 1932, a 25-year-old named Benjamin Doc was found in the hotel a few hours after he checked in and oh. shot himself in the head. Oh, man. But no reason, no suicide note. It's all, it, I kind of, it's like, is it more thoughtful that you don't have your loved ones find you or is it less thoughtful because you're really screwing over the hotel staff who yeah, has to find you? It's like some poor gal who's making minimum Right, exactly. Hotel is... Yeah, yeah. that's rough. Mm -hmm. It's rough. Mm -hmm. Rough for everyone. Yeah, I know, like, rationally, that for someone to end their own life, they do so because they believe the world would be better right. without them in it. But it's literally the worst thing you could do. Yeah, it you know? really is. Yeah. It's just the worst. It yeah. is. For everyone. About a year later, sometime in the early 30s, um, a young truck driver was fatally pinned against the hotel by a large truck. Oh, God. That reminds me of that scene from um, from Signs, remember? Signs, Ugh, right. That scene always haunted me with his poor wife. And that's how I always imagine it I really it like that down. movie. I do too. It's I, fantastic. I, like, to this day, I think it holds up. It scares really me every time I watch it. Same. And Joaquin Phoenix so is times. a hottie in it. I'm sorry, but he always. is. <laughs> Have you seen that meme that's like, um, you know, like when he's watching the TV in the closet yes. and they play on the news, like the first video of mm -hmm. the aliens. And it's like a still of like the moment when the alien looks. Yes. And it's like 
this kept me up for every night in 2002 or whatever yeah. movie came out. It's still true. It's scary. <laughs> when they show it for the yeah. first time, you're like, holy shit, what is that? I oh, mean, that movie is so good. It's so good. Sorry. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like any other of his movies, but that one is good. <laughs> that one's really good. <laughs> so I could literally spend the rest of an entire episode just describing to you all the people who took their own Dang. lives in the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Do you think dozens. Do you think that, I mean, I know we've said like it's not strange for people to die in a hotel, but do you think that it is a bit odd how many suicides have happened? 100%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are so many suicides that some of the long-term residents started calling it the suicide instead of the Cecil. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a rough nickname. There are a lot of people who jumped from the building, <gasps> which for me feels like particularly haunting. Yeah. It reminds me of the spooky hour where the woman said she was in the hotel and it kept telling her to kill herself. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. it has origins from the Cecil. Right. That's yeah, so that's sad. Point. Yeah. Like so many. And every time I found a new article, there's a lot of legend. Yeah. So like I would be trying to find sources, like go to the end of the article, find their sources because people yeah. just print shit about this hotel. Yeah. Sometimes it would be like, oh, a newspaper article, you know. And so then I'd be like, okay, it's probably legit. Sometimes it would be like a book yeah. that someone wrote about it. I'm like, okay, that's probably more on the legit side. Sometimes it would be like a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. No offense, BuzzFeed, yeah. but I don't really No, offense, it. BuzzFeed. Like, offense. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Who reads that anymore? Like, you know, the Black Dahlia? Yeah. Elizabeth Short? Yeah. Elizabeth Smart. Short. Yeah. Short. Yeah. Smart Elizabeth is the other Short. one. Yeah. Smart is the Mormon guy yes. who was abducted. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's all like all these articles that say the last place she was spotted really? was having a drink at the bar at the Cecil, but it's not true. Oh. There's no record anywhere. But, like, someone in 2005 wrote Thought an article being catchy. like, allegedly, mm-hmm. some say that, da 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 mm-hmm. And then it caught on. So it's, like, everywhere. And how annoying that true. it was so much later like 2005 is when right, it caught on right, like come on right. that's years after Stop she it. died yeah that's really yeah, annoying. exactly like she died like a mm-hmm. hundred years ago right Calm down um that's an exaggeration um <laughs> we love those on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true i don't give a shit <laughs> this one is really sad oh no there was a 19 year old mother oh no who gave birth to a baby she was like staying in the hotel this is a content warning because this one's really sad mm. Skip 30 seconds ahead if you don't want to hear something that's horrific. Okay. Um, Skipping she... 30 seconds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> la, 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 la. Just, just like plug your week. ears. Not listening. Not listening. <laughs> um, she was like staying with some 37-year-old man who I think she was romantically involved with in the hotel mm-hmm. and was pregnant. And I guess he was either asleep or he was out. She went to the bathroom, gave birth to the baby in the bathroom, oh. She says the baby was born, like was stillborn. The baby died, but that's not true because Aww. the lungs were full of oxygen. And she just threw the baby out of the window. <gasps> yeah, and it landed on the roof of a nearby building. Oh my! So she went to God. jail. Yeah, good yeah. God. And you just think like, and this was in 1944. Oh, you think man. like, what the fuck would ever possess a human to, to do, do that? that you right? know, like, that's pretty. Oh man, that's pretty much as bad as it gets. Yeah, that's like I can't horrible. think of more horrific. Yeah, oh. yeah. So like, not. A great place to be. <laughs> yeah, at all. Not a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also worth noting that two of the women who died by suicide, um, who jumped out of the hotel, did so while their husbands were asleep in the room. Oh, that's and haunting. So that's kind of weird. And also, did they jump mm. or were they thrown and their right. husband was asleep so he didn't see anything? Right. I don't know. Or did their and husband wonder, push them? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, I meant like asleep. Oh, so oh okay, yes, like, yes, yes. Like yeah, like it was like did sure. some random person sure, come Paul. into their room and push them out? I'm like, Maybe hey. also that was it a specter or a <laughs> <Yeah>. spirit? <laughs> wow. Some people would have you believe yes, yes, it was a specter or a spirit, but mm. I think it's probably a little bit more sinister than that. Is this humans are the scariest? I feel thing. like I did watch. The, I agree completely. I feel like I did watch um, that documentary, and I don't know if this was oh, that really? that movie or this that documentary or not, but from what I remember it was like the front lobby nicely decorated like they were mm-hmm. trying to make it nice and then the hallways yeah, yeah. were kind of just like yeah the front lobby was nice but like not super grand but it was nice yeah. like it was nice enough mm-hmm. like big chandeliers and stuff like that um season I think it's season five of American Horror Story the hotel one is based on the season oh really yeah. well that makes me want to watch it five, now whichever one it is hmm. i i can't i cannot with american horror story i, know. I started watching that season because i've watched most of them uh-huh. but like up to a point um i watched a lot when i was in grad school but it's just like too, i know like i really loved so the many first season of anal rape before you're like okay that's enough taboo stuff just for the sake of it i liked the first one i liked the second one and then they lost me at the third one i was just like oh this was Which so good i don't even remember but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It was just too weird. It's like too, like, too, like, just like doing really, yeah, really just repulsive, to do it. grotesque stuff just for the sake of like the shock. Yeah. Like there has to be meaning in it. Totally. Is how I feel. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, yeah, that's like the Ryan Murphy said that he was inspired by the Cecil hmm, Hotel. Cool. He <clears throat> just came up with that idea. In 1962, a 27 year old woman who's staying at the Cecil um, got in a fight with her husband. He went out. She leapt from the ninth oh floor to end her own life and ended up falling onto a 65-year-old man <gasps> and killed him as well. Oh, my God. That's this tragic. So At first, the police thought that they jumped together or that, like, one of them had pulled the other yeah. off. But they realized that he was still, like, wearing his shoes. And I guess the impact of falling from nine stories, your shoes would have fallen off. Oh. Which is just, like, a weird one yeah. thing to know. Yeah. So he's just on a so, little walk. And he was just walking around downtown. You literally have no idea when you're going to die. Oh, Mm -hmm. man. Part of the context of the hotel story is that it was completed only like five years before the start of the Great Depression. Mm. So a lot of the suicides were happening like at the height of the Great Depression. That makes sense. Yeah. So it makes there's some context for like why so many people are feeling really desperate and like they have nothing to live for or, you know, like, I mean, lost their home. They've lost everything. I feel like the hotel builders probably are feeling like they have nothing to live for if they just spent three million dollars and then the Great Depression. hit. Yeah. Like not a great not a great thing for them. Mm -mm. It like they had intentions for it to be nicer than it turned out to be. You know, like they never thought it was going to be the suicide hotel. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yes they never thought it was gonna be the plaza but they did not think it was gonna be yeah. a suicide hotel either Man. and it turned into like pretty quickly pretty dingy place mm. there's also been a number of murders committed at the cecil really? hotel yeah this one is really sad i mean they're all really sad yeah yeah in 1964 there was this woman named goldie osgood who lived there long term and i guess she was a regular in the neighborhood and was like really well known and really well loved by everyone everyone called her pigeon goldie because she fed the neighborhood birds every day in pershing square oh yeah so like she was like a i think she was kind of like a neighborhood character yeah i'm picturing the woman from home alone the pigeon lady yes Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh she was a retired telephone operator and i guess she had this really sweet spot for like the small birds that couldn't forage on their own and like you know, couldn't 
find yeah. their own food, I guess. So she would go and find them and feed them. The LA Times reported when she died that her most violent act had been to scare away the larger birds, which threatened her favorites. Oh, she was just, just like, like a, a sweet, sweet lady. lady. Yeah. Oh, wow. So in June of 1964, she was found dead in her room. Oh, no. At the Cecil. She'd been stabbed, strangled, and raped. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? This sweet old lady. Why the fuck would um, anyone do that? Right? The next day, a man named Jacques Ellinger, Ellinger was arrested when officers saw him walking through Pershing Square in clothing that was bloodstained. Oh, my God. He was, like, God. covered in blood. And so they immediately picked him up. We're like, what's going on? Yeah. He was booked on suspicion of murder. Mm-hmm. And he admitted that he'd been in the vicinity of the hotel when, like, at the time that she was murdered. Right? But somehow the charges were later dropped and her rem- her murder remains unsolved. <gasps> Did they give reasons yeah. why he wasn't the one? Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure oh, it out. Oh, man. I think it's that that thing of the less dead, you know? Mm-hmm. Like she was sort of, she was poor. Right. She was living in this hotel on Skid Row. And I I kind of feel like they probably didn't invest that much energy into finding mm-hmm. her killer. Tale as old as time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. One of her friends, who was a retired nurse named Jean, was talking to a reporter like right after um, Pigeon Goldie had been killed, and she was watering this bouquet of flowers that had been put out like near where she wa- would feed all the pigeons. And the quote was, "We were all her friends, all of us here in the square. I was just standing here this morning thinking about what had happened when someone suggested we get some flowers. No one has very much money around here, but all of a sudden, everyone started giving me what they could, and I got these. We just wanted her to know we remembered." Oh. Oh, that's so heartbreaking. That's so sad. Rest in yeah. peace, Pigeon Goldie. So right? sad. Like, what a sweet legacy to have. Yeah. That you were just a kind lady who would feed the birds who were too small to forage their Also, own like, food. what a fucking horrible person. Like, you've got right. this... Whoever did it. This old lady already doesn't have much money. She's living in a hotel. Her hobby and mm-hmm. life's work is to feed the birds. And you're going to rape right. and murder her? Like, just, like, weird. How does that happen? I mean, obviously, don't rape or murder anyone, but like the sweet old pigeon lady. Yeah, yeah. Like, what kind of a sadistic? Yeah. Person is mm-hmm. Well, some people on the internet would tell you that he was driven to it by the madness of ghosts, the Cecil Hotel, the wow. ghosts and the evil that lures lurks there. Not just the evil um, of humanity. No, exactly. Which is scarier. Yeah. According to the same bizarre LA article with all the deaths in it. Well, thank you, Craig. Thanks, Craig. In October of 2001, a young unidentified woman was found murdered at the Cecil. And in 2003, an unidentified man was found strangled in his room. Oh, my God. How are all these people getting into their rooms and killing other people? Right. So it's unclear to me if they were unidentified, like, at all. Like, the police couldn't figure out who they were. Or if the police just didn't release their identity. Mm. They were unidentified to the public. But we will talk about, like, why are there so many murders happening there? But first, in addition to all of the murders and the suicides and all the fucking horrible shit that's happening there, there's also a history of famous serial killers staying at the Cecil Hotel. Is it wrong that 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 gets me a little excited? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not that way. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) No, it is fascinating, right? It is. Like, for better or for worse, it's history. It's not my favorite. Intrigued. Peaks your interest. Yes. Peaks my interest. So Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker, also known as the worst teeth of all time, allegedly stayed in the Cecil for a few weeks in the summer of 1985 when he was committing a bunch of murders in L.A. Woof. How is this place still open? Right. Oh, my God. That's the real A man named Raul Enrique. Enrique? Enriquez. It's like Enrique with a Z at the end. Hmm. 
however you want anyway. to say it. I whatever flavor you choose, I will I'm, Raul, be there I'm for sorry, you. Raul. I'm just going to say your first name. He was a a hotel night clerk, and he said that a man who he is certain was Richard Ramirez lived in a room on the 14th floor for several we- weeks in late July, and another two weeks in late August of 1985. Mm. I guess the the night clerk also lived on the same floor, so I guess people who worked there. So also like he could there. have become a victim very easily, right? Mm. He said that he had a few brief conversations with Ramirez and Ramirez told him where he was from in Mexico. And he said that they never really introduced each other, but they kind of like chatted in the hallway mm-hmm. that Ramirez was often playing really loud rock and roll music from his hotel room. Yeah, to cover up the and, sounds of the people he was murdering. <laughs> right. And that he could tell he could smell marijuana. Mm. That's basically it. For people who don't know who Richard Ramirez is, first of all, go listen to some podcasts about him. Hello. We'll have one one day. Yes. But I can't take that on right now mentally. It's a lot. It's too much. Between April 10th, 1984 and August 24th, 1985, he's accused of killing at least 14 people. Mm. Could be as many as like 38 or 40. Holy shit. Apparently, even when, like when he wasn't staying at the Cecil, he was just like a fixture in that area. He just like would hang out around, you know, Skid Row, basically. Yeah. The other serial killer who spent time living at the Cecil was the, Austrian serial killer Jack Unterweger. Have you heard of oh, him? Oh no, who's that? Oh, intriguing story. I was like trying to summarize it really succinctly, and then I found a quote from a discovery.com article that summarized it very well. So Thanks, I was like, Discovery. I'll just read what they had to say. Thank you. <laughs> so he committed his first murder in his home country in 1974 and was convicted and sentenced for his crime. And then about 10 years later, he released a memoir entitled Purgatory or the Trip to Jail Report of a Guilty Man, which became a bestseller and helped convince officials that he had reformed. Spoiler alert, he hadn't. It wasn't just the cops that he'd fooled. His story was soon told as an example of the prison system's success, and eventually he even began working as a journalist and public broadcasting host on the true crime beat. His specialty, the heinous murders of sex workers, just like the crime that had led to his conviction. Oh, my God. We all could see Elisa's face right now. Um, (laughs) Last Podcast on the Left has a really good series about him. We need an episode on him. I'm fascinated. I've never heard of him. That's the most fucked up thing. No. So in 1991, he checked into the Cecil to cover a story about street crime in Los Angeles. He went, this wasn't, this isn't part of the quote. This is my recollection. He went on a ride along with cops. He convinced the LAPD to let him do a ride along because he's a journalist from Austria. And he was like, where do the sex workers hang out? Will you show me? And they were like, yes, you're a journalist. We'll tell you all about it. And that's how he found out where to go kill women. Would he write about his own crimes? So he was like mm-hmm. like firemen who start fires to then put them out. He was 100%. that to serial killers. Oh, yep. my God. So while he was in L.A., three sex workers were attacked and killed in a way that mirrored his first crime. What a And the police fuck. were able to definitively tie him to the murders. Most disturbing of all was the fact that as police on both sides of the Atlantic began to work more closely together, they realized that Unterweger had also committed many of the very same murders that he had covered on air. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. A lot of people said that he chose the Cecil Hotel specifically because of its connection to Richard Ramirez because mm. he like wanted it's to like sort a fantasy. of emulate him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's impossible to tell. Unterweger killed himself in prison shortly after his second conviction. So after they realized and brought him back. That pisses like, me off so much when a convicted mm-hmm. murderer kills themselves. Right. Or, and oh. get this. Tying the ligatures with the same distinctive knot used on all his victims. <gasps> 
he, yeah, dude. He wanted the credit, even though he didn't yeah. want to be caught. Oh, it was my like his God. little signature. I'm going to kill myself. What and a I narcissist. Know that I did do it. Mm. Right? Wow, that's deep. And like how manipulative to trick everyone mm-hmm. and be literally covering your own murders on TV. Yeah, I can't believe like, I've never heard fuck, of that because that's some like deep seated mm-hmm. issues. Very yeah. deep. Yeah, pretty wild. Like I said, the hotel is located in L.A. Skid Row. So within a very small area, like a couple square miles, there's at least 10,000 people who are experiencing homelessness. Oh, wow. Have you ever been to Skid Row in L.A. before? I don't think I've been to Skid Row, but um, when we were last in L.A. for my birthday, so this past January, Uh um, I mean, it was just worse than I'd ever seen it. And I've been to L.A. a few times in the last like five years. And I mean, you can't walk down the sidewalk without having to walk around a tent. It's just everywhere. So I can only imagine what Skid Row is like. Yeah, Skid Row is like Pioneer Square on crack. Mm, oh, literally. Oh, God, that's a horrible joke to make. I did not mean to make that joke. <laughs> Oopsie. Uh, times a thousand. Um, yes, like times 10,000. Mm. It's really, re- it's, and it's been like that forever. And it's only getting worse with, it's you so know, sad. with COVID and with like the sort of wage Dying gap economy. and the disparity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With this country going to shit, et cetera. Yeah. Yep. That's sort of the context for, I don't know, all this horrible stuff happening. There's a lot of drug use in the hotel. There's a lot of drug use in the area and then also specifically in the hotel. A lot of couples would go to have like their, you know, extramarital affairs at the hotel. Like it's that kind of Mm -hmm. CD place during this period of time. I mean, pretty much all the time since the 30s. It sounds like it it wasn't really like that when they first built it, though. Right. Like the area wasn't wasn't meant to be. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. And then it was kind of like. Right. And then it was kind of like during the Depression, Mm -hmm. you know, when it was like everything went to shit. Yeah. And that area of L.A. has only gotten worse. Mm -hmm. I think it was not good then. And it's only gotten worse since then. Um, like it's a place that I wouldn't go by myself. Yeah, smart. And I, I mean, I'm not really afraid of cities. Like, you yeah, know, I'm. But you're smart. You're a smart myself, lady. You've listened to a lot yeah, of true crime. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to Skid Row by myself. Yeah, especially at night. So I there. There's rampant drug abuse. There's a lot of formerly incarcerated people. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of people will be released from prison and just dropped off in that area because oh, that's man. where maybe resources are. Um, like shelters and stuff like that, but it's also where drugs are right. and crime is, you know, it's just a rough area. And I feel like that's a really important context mm-hmm. for what's going on because we know that people who are poor, people who don't have a home are much, much, much more vulnerable to crime, much more vulnerable to substance misuse. Right. I just feel like it's all connected mm-hmm. and it's not like it's in a really posh area, you know? Right. It's like, yeah, of course there's a lot of people dying there. Of course there's accidental overdoses, there's violent crime, there's theft. Right. You know, it's not surprising. It's an under resourced area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the hotel has changed hands a number of times over the years. It was bought again and experienced a rebrand in 2007. So they actually changed the name of oh, it. Oh, really? It became Stay on Main. That's what they call it. Oh. Such a weird name. Which was, so it was half long term low income housing. So that same kind of rent by the week, rent by the month, whatever, for those long-term people who live there forever. And then half like hostel slash budget lodging. So they kind of embrace their like... Mm, They're they're no longer trying to be fancy at all. Yeah. Yeah. But they were like, everyone knows the Cecil is like sort of storied in LA for being dangerous and, you know, people being murdered there and stuff like that. So now we're called Stay on Main. And apparently a lot of tourists would book rooms there not realizing that they were staying at the Cecil Hotel. They thought it was like some new or different place. Oh. 
Yeah, and then would be like, mm, I feel like I've heard of this place before. Like, <laughs> Why do I suddenly then... feel suicidal? Oh, is this the Cecil Hotel? <laughs> God. It's like a demon. Yeah. He's trying to throw me out yeah. the window and there's a vortex <laughs> happening. What is this? <laughs> there was like a big mural on the side and the hotel is on a, the National Register of Historic Places. Oh, wow. So there's some rules when you have that level of protection that you can't change some mm. things. And there was a big mural on the side like from when it was like first built that mm-hmm. was like Cecil Hotel cheap whatever rooms da 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 like just like the ad for the hotel yeah. and that was supposed to stay there and it got whitewashed a couple <gasps> years ago and no. like I guess billboards are gonna be put up or something but I'm sure that's all part of them being like we mm-hmm. would like to distance ourselves from the murder hotel yeah. thing I mean can't like, blame them we don't want the American Horror Story Ooh. to be our business here <laughs> yeah I, I definitely don't blame them so all of this death violence trauma just like horrifying history sort of crescendos in 2013 with the disappearance and death of elisa lamb which is yes where most people have heard of yes i remember that and yeah and i was like i really want to talk about her disappearance in a respectful way because if you google this girl oh my god really there's like influencers on tiktok oh god going to the hotel and having quote-unquote seances oh come on alisa do you hear me no oh my god that was her i think that was her are you serious yeah 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 yeah. and it's just like have a little respect yeah yeah wow like alisa and i have talked about this a lot offline of like how do we talk about these things Mm -hmm. in a respectful way how do we talk about someone else's story yeah and like quote-unquote profit off of it we right. obviously are not profiting <laughs> right. off of no, it that's but, all we're only know, spending like, yeah <laughs> but like how do you sort yeah. of respectfully talk about someone else's story and like without taking away their agency or their autonomy mm-hmm. and like or their dignity and like how do you explore the sort of supernatural side of things mm-hmm. without i don't know like cheapening their experience right. or i don't right. know like making a mockery of it totally I feel like actually I was thinking about this the other day. We're a good match because I'm a therapist and you're a journalist. I agree. Between the two of us, I feel like we do a pretty good job job. of like like trying. And I also like part of me is like the intention is important. Mm -hmm. And part of me is like intention means nothing if you offend somebody. Yeah. But so it's like both of those things exist in my head at the same time. Yeah, I I hear you. So I'm like trying to talk. I really want to be intentional to talk about her story in a way that's respectful to her and her family because it's a really sad story. Yeah. So for people who don't know who Lisa Lam is, um, she was this young student from Vancouver. So I have a soft spot. Oh, I didn't realize she was from Vancouver. Yeah. yeah. She was a student at UBC and, um, she, I think had like a pretty sheltered upbringing she like was not very independent mm-hmm. i don't think i think she like lived at home she spent a lot of time with her parents she's really close with her family and this was her going on vacation by herself for the first time good um, for her getting a little independence right right totally people on the internet are very fascinated by her partially because she was really active on tumblr for like a long oh. time and she basically kept like an internet diary hmm. so you can see her like talking about life and fashion and i used to love tumblr right oh my god the amount of time i spent on tumblr I know. it's not good tumblr and found.com did you ever use found.com no, what was it had found? like five f's no oh, it was like i don't know it would be like art or just like random stuff oh. kind of like tumblr i used live yeah. i liked live journal remember that 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Same. I never had ages Tumblr ish. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I felt really like cool being on Tumblr. Yeah, it did as feel a young cool. Person. Mm-hmm. Like I was like hip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. So she had this Tumblr, and she would talk about her struggles with mental health. Aww. She was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and she was also diagnosed with depression. Mm-hmm. And she had a really hard time with it. You know. Yeah. It was, like definitely a struggle. And what, for her. what year was this? 2013 okay so i mean i I feel like we're talking about those issues more now at least than we weren't i mean that wasn't that long ago Uh but uh, yeah but still yeah it was not a good maybe a little bit more stigma yeah totally yeah she talked like the year either earlier that year or the i think it was the year before about how she had had to withdraw from some of her classes because her mental health was so poor and she just couldn't keep up with a regular that's really hard yeah, and just like her difficulty with that. And when she went missing, she was not even taking any classes. I think she was taking a semester off mm. because that's just healthy. Like too much. Yes. Yeah, which is good. Mm-hmm. Like she was, you know, listening to what she needed. Mm-hmm. So I think this trip was really important to her because she was asserting her independence in a way. And she was going to go down the West Coast by herself. I think she was taking like Greyhounds and trains and just like explore. Yeah. You know, she was 21. So she's like, I'm an adult now. Mm hmm. She even like would post on her Tumblr about like, I really hope my parents will let me go. I'm an adult. I want to go on this trip. Oh, that must be so hard to read now. Right. For her poor parents. Mm -hmm. So on January 28th of 2013, she checked into the Cecil Hotel. It was stay on Main at that time. I don't think she realized where she was staying. Yeah. You know, I think she was broke. It was really cheap. Mm -hmm. It was a budget hotel. And it was like she was staying in the sort of hostel area. And at first it was going fine. But then. There was not that long ago, there were court filings where some more information came out about her case. And it came out that the manager of the hotel said they actually had to move her into her own private room because her strange behavior was making other guests uncomfortable. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's very interesting because I had some thoughts and feelings about this case based on all the information that I learned at the time, like in 2013 Mm -hmm. when it happened. And then so much information has come out more recently, which really sort of, I don't know, makes it more cut and dry than mm-hmm. it like, once was. I feel like at the time the police released really, and I'll talk about this, but they released really limited information. Mm-hmm. So people's minds kind of went with it, you know? So she was leaving notes for other people in this sort of shared bunk room, telling them to go home or to go away. And mm. she was locking the door to the shared bedroom and standing at the door. When people would try to come in, she would be like, you have to give me the password. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Really strange stuff. She went to a taping of Conan that same week oh, when really? she was in LA. And she was she had to be removed from the audience <gasps> because of her disruptive behavior. Yeah, really? that came out recently too. So she was acting really strange. Like, would you would you clear like say that's manic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's bipolar and she wasn't taking her meds. Yeah, well, we come to find out. Yeah, oh, so sorry, she was in a manic state. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> you got it. Look at you, yeah. therapist Lacey. Therapist Lacey, get your masters <laughs> done. I don't even need it now. I know what manic. No, you don't means. need it. Don't go to school. <laughs> don't waste my money. Why would you waste all your money and time when you literally already know how to diagnose people? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. It's 100% what was oh, happening. You. So on January 31st, she... Oh, my God. I wrote Elise was seen at the bookstore. I wrote instead of Elisa. <laughs> Don't make this a premonition, You Haley. are on my mind. Just, it's because I love you so much. I love you Muscle so memory. Much. Okay. Yes, Whoops. I love that. She was seen at a bookstore in LA, and that was the last time that she was seen alive. 
by other humans. Yeah. Her parents became concerned when they didn't hear from her because part of the deal of her going on this trip was that she had to call them every day. Mm -hmm. So right away they knew when something was wrong. And within a couple days, they contacted the LAPD and they flew down to help look for her. Oh, man. On February 6th, the LAPD held a press conference about her disappearance and her family was there. They were present for that. And then this is the part that most people remember when they talk when you talk about this case, because it really stuck in people's minds, myself included. On February 13th, the LAPD releases the infamous video of Elisa in the elevator. Have you seen it? Yes. Yes, I have. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, it's very chilling. Yeah. It's really scary. It's like four minutes long. And basically, I watched it right before we recorded so that I'd be able to describe Mm -hmm. it for people who don't want to watch it. She walks into an elevator and immediately she like moves over to the side and acts like she's hiding. And then she like crouches down and then she's pressing all the buttons Mm -hmm. and then she's like peeking out and looking, but then she's like hiding again. But it's really weird because it's not the body language of someone who's actually scared and hiding from mm-hmm. somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like pressing, I would be pressing the right. closed door button and like, it's like erratic you know, backing and... against the, yeah. She's like, yeah. then it's kind of almost like robotic, you know? Yeah. Then she steps out and she looks, then she gets back in and then she goes out and then she's like taking all these weird steps. Like she'll take a step forward and then a step backward. Mm-hmm. And it's just really strange. And then you see her standing right outside the elevator door and she's like gesturing with her hands, like talking with her hands as if she's talking to someone. And it looks like she's talking, but you yeah, can't see I it remember. super well. Um, and it's just really unsettling because mm-hmm. there's no one there. You can't see anyone, but right. you're like, was there she must being followed? Be. Yeah. Is she hiding from someone? You know, like is right away people are like oh my god is there a ghost following her was she possessed by a demon is she on drugs is she drunk like what's going on right people thought right away that it looked like it was doctored i don't know why Hmm, really just maybe because of her movements being choppy it's like a it's a it's a seedy hotel elevator camera so it's not right for high quality (laughs) yeah right yeah I don't even know if 4K is the right term to use there. But <laughs> no, you know that's I mean. good. Good job. You <laughs> don't it? need to go to a film school. <laughs> <laughs> we just teach each other so much, I even do. if it's just by osmosis. <laughs> <laughs> the LAPD is like, it's weird that she's not seen on any of the surveillance cameras leaving the building. That is weird. And no one saw her leaving the building. So, but they're like, what the hell? Everyone is just like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, where did where she is go? This girl? Like, where is she? So in the days following, guests in the hotel start complaining that the water pressure was really low in the sinks and the showers, that their water was discolored and tasted funny. Oh, no, I remember this. So a maintenance worker named Santiago Lopez went up to the roof to check on the water tank. And he notices right away that the hatch was open. So he looks down into the water and he sees Elisa's naked body. Oh, no. Which is just like the worst. The saddest. Oh my God. Worst nightmare. Poor Elisa. It took a number of months for the coroner's office to release their report, but they ruled that she died of accidental drowning with her bipolar disorder listed as a significant condition, Mm -hmm. as a contributing factor. Because she was in the water tank for so long, her body was partially decomposed. So it was really hard to perform a proper autopsy. Sure. There didn't appear to be any signs of a physical attack, like she didn't have any injuries or anything like that. The toxicology report was negative for drugs and alcohol. And what they did find, and this is another thing that was not released 
you know, right away was that she was not taking all of her medications the way that she was supposed to be taking them, not as they were prescribed. And this lines up because they counted the pills and the bottles in her bags and she had more left than she was supposed to, Oh no! you know, so she wasn't taking them all. Do you think that was on purpose or do you think it was just, yeah, no, I think probably Hmm. Um, like most people that I know who take the kind of medications that she was taking feel like shit when they're taking it you know mm. everything just feels dull yeah. right? when you're bipolar and you're manic you feel great mm-hmm. like you you know mo- most of the time you feel euphoric you feel invincible mm-hmm. like it's a great it's it's shitty for everyone else around you and it's shitty for your body because you put yourself in really risky situations mm-hmm. you're at high risk of harming yourself you know we we people will talk about like why don't people with depression just take their pills or whatever? Like most mental health medications have really shitty side effects. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't enjoy sex. You yeah. can't drink at all. You can't. It's not like it's just a quick fix that makes everything better. No, it like, like takes really something else away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And for a mm-hmm. lot of people, it's like a big quality of life thing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, um, like the way she was like hiding in the elevator, like maybe she went to hide in the water tank from whatever was in her head that she was imagining. It's 100% what I think happened. Yeah. You just know me so well. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's totally fine. We can talk about that right now. That was in my next paragraph. Oh, my God. It now. I knew yeah. it. I so actually this actually this is a good segue. Oh, good. I distinctly remember at the time hearing that the only way to get on the roof was through this locked door that only staff had. The I remember key that, for, too. Yes. And that an alarm would go off if it opened. Yes, I remember that. But then. So what happened was Elisa's family filed a lawsuit against the hotel that like basically they should have done things to make hazards less hazardous and Mm -hmm. that like her death was preventable. It turns out there's like three fire escapes that you can climb up that lead to the roof. So what? Yeah. And like for me, the when I remember hearing about the story, I'm like, how did she get up there? Right. Someone had to put her up there. Someone had to take her up there. Take her. Staff member. That murdered her and put her in the water. Right? Because that's the only way to the roof. Well, it's not the only way to the roof. There's like four ways to the roof with all these um, fire escapes. So it's like actually a pretty easy explanation for how she got up there. Apparently, this also came out, I think her family disclosed this like a couple years ago. In the past, she had had similar mental health crises where she didn't take her medications as they were prescribed. And at one point, um, one report said that she had been missing for a brief period of time. She'd oh, gone missing no. in the past. And in the past, she had suffered hallucinations if she didn't take her medication. Oh. Sometimes her family would find her hiding under her bed because oh, she was no. hallucinating. Yeah. She's so scared. it's not that big of a stretch to think no. she's not taking her medication as prescribed. She starts hallucinating. She gets in the elevator. She goes up to the roof of the building. She climbs up the fire escape and she's like, oh, there's a place that I can hide, you know, and climbs into the water tank. Mm. That's yeah. like the most unfortunate series of events. Right. And she was naked, which also a lot of people thought was really strange. Some people thought maybe... um she had hypothermia. She was cold from being in this, you know, in this tank. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the like final things when you when you have hypothermia, your your you blood, get warm. Yeah, your blood focuses on your uh, what's the word for organs that are like essential to survive. 
essential organs <laughs> sure the blood focuses on your like essential on your essential organs like you know your heart yeah. and stuff like that so your blood all comes to sort of the core of your body to keep yourself working and then right before you die your blood disperses back out to your limbs so you feel really oh. hot all of a sudden so people thought maybe she took off all her clothes because were her she was, clothes like, in up. the tank yeah oh oh mm-hmm. that's so mm-hmm. sad so was and the lid just thought- sorry go ahead some people also thought that maybe um, she was just like trying to tread water and so she took off mm-hmm. her clothes so she'd be like lighter, maybe tried to use them to float or something. Yeah, oh I God. guess the lid, I think it was kind of like a jump or a fall in. So oh. once she got in, maybe if the water level was high enough, she would have been able to climb out. But if the water level went down at all, then there wouldn't be yeah. you know, any space for her. Like she'd be too far from the top at that Oof. point. And I guess when they found her, it was like, she wouldn't have been able to climb out the where the water level was at. Wow. Also yeah. the trauma of being the people who drank the water. Oh my God. Like Can what? You Can you no, imagine? I can't. It's like a perfect Hollywood it is. story. It's like, mm-hmm. it's worse than a movie. It is. Apparently there is some movie that has like a similar sort of thing. Storyline. Yeah. Like dies in a water tank or something. I don't mm. know. But it's really just so morbid. Mm hmm. And you can see why people just like, you know, the well, especially with the f- the video of her in the elevator, like it yes. looks so creepy and then paired it's with this creepy really hotel, uh-huh. like uh-huh. Mm. with all this storied past. So mm-hmm. actually another good segue. God, you're good at that. In 2020, Zach Baggins and the oh, Ghost no. Adventures crew <laughs> were the first team allowed to take their cameras into the of course they were an investigation. Also did not realize until I was writing this that his last name is baggins i think is it's how you ba- say it? it's bagan bagan okay good okay, but good. i i love that you were trying to make well, it. <laughs> i was like it would be so upsetting to me if his name is pronounced baggins no, like bilbo baggins not cool enough okay, to baggins. share that name baggins okay good Zach that makes baggins. me feel better like the bagan hair like bagan 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 gotta have my bagan like bagan strips bagan strips <laughs> yeah and bagan hair because he's got really big um yeah so this fucker i guess they filmed a two-hour premiere special at the cecil hotel for Mm -hmm. their discovery plus uh tv show bullshit i've said before and i'm sure i'll say it again i will not pay for discovery plus to watch this fucker if someone else already subscribes and wants to tell me about the screen recording yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i don't want to watch it send me a synopsis okay okay. brief summary spark notes but basically i found an interview with bagans talking about his experience filming there is it bagan or bagans maybe i, I just did a bagan i don't think there's an okay. s i think it's a zach this bagan. fucker i'm just calling this fucker <laughs> zach this fucker zach <laughs> that bitch zach i found an interview on a website called den of geek love it so do with that information sounds you legit <laughs> um with him talking about this episode And he said that he believes the Cecil is saturated with dark energies. He thinks that, I guess some people, Richard Ramirez happened during the satanic panic of the 80s. So people, and I guess he said Hail Satan at one point, which I don't like him, but I love that. (laughs) I love that. Obviously. (laughs) Um, Like he said it in court. I'm like, fuck Uh, yeah. Really? If I ever got arrested for something. (laughs) They're like, Um, Haley, you've had one too many traffic violations. Hail Satan! Hail Satan, motherfuckers! (laughs) He gives Satanists a bad name, though. I would yeah, like to clear true. the air that most of us don't kill people. Yeah. Most. Most. Anyway, 
so Zach, this fucker, says that Ramirez Ramirez's satanic rituals added an evil residue to the building. And he thinks there's something supernatural about the grounds upon which the building stands. This is a quote from him. Been to a lot of place. Wait, how does he sound when he talks? Can I, I'm just uh, gonna make him that sound was like a good. Douche. I like okay. that. Been to a lot of places throughout the world, but when you walk through the doors of the Cecil Hotel, you know there are other doorways to other worlds. If we were to see deeper dimensionally, you would see all these other doors and rooms. And I believe it goes way down into the earth and draws a lot of energy through the earth. It is then magnified by the dark energy and criminal activity of Skid Row and amplified by the rituals Jack Unterweger and Richard Ramirez did. How did we get Zach Bagan on this podcast? Because <laughs> you sounded just like him. <laughs> did I? I was just trying to sound like a complete a douche. doucher. <laughs> Fuck it. this guy. It. it makes me so angry because I'm like, <sighs> Elisa Lamb did not die because Richard Ramirez did a satanic no. ritual when he was 14 after his parents didn't love him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's not why. She died because she had bipolar disorder. And it's very and sad. the medication was really shitty, so she stopped taking it. You yeah. know? Yeah. Getting fired up. Just makes it's worth me angry. getting fired up over. It's very exploitive, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And Sully's the name of real paranormal investigation. Yes. Which I haven't yet found one that I agree with, but I know it's got to exist out there. Real paranormal investigation. <laughs> uh, there's got to be someone doing it in a non exploitive, shitty way. Long you Island know, I medium. I, I actually believe that bitch, despite her very big hair. I oh think I think she's legit. You will love this. So before we did the Ouija, we were just talking about ghosts and and her, the, the gal who's a Potterhead. Um, her mom <laughs> has been going to a medium because her <gasps> mom died, and um, she said that the medium said that she saw her mom, and then she descri- started describing these pets that were with her, like family <gasps> dogs that. And they were real? Yeah, and that she didn't even know about, this this woman I met. <gasps> and she said that she talked to her brother or something or her uncle, and he was like, that was our childhood dog. Like, <gasps> and I just started crying because oh that's one God. of my greatest hopes is that my heaven is, is with that- my pets. Yeah, And that like, oh, I get to see you're Lily gonna say again. That you could contact your mom via Oh, no. <laughs> no. 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 That you'll see no, Lily again see one day. Again. 100%. <laughs> Almost as good as my mom. Um, no, but yeah. And so I just started like crying because I was just like, I that is bet. the best. It, like it, like any gives me hope. nugget yes. of like that might yes. happen makes me so yeah. happy. Totally. Um, yeah. I don't know how we got to that tangent, but um, yeah, I, I hope that's that amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like some that. mediums are legit. That's the point. Yes. That's the point. Yes. Some exactly. people are legit. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like a real trend that keeps coming up on my phone and I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to see it anymore. Ugh. It's like, like an M83 song. <laughs> you know, MA83 songs were very sort of grand and ambient. Mm. And it's like, you get to heaven and whoever says someone's been waiting for you. And it's like this really grand ambient song and like a video of like your dog running towards you. Oh and God. every time I see one, I just weep. Yeah. And then I'm like, stop. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. Oh I hate God. you. I stop know. reminding me that my dog died. I feel like most reels now are just trying, like I've been trying Shit. to find audio that's fun for things right? and it's all emotional bullshit. I'm like, I don't want another slow fucking song. I just it's want like, a fun One day, song. the yeah. photos will just be uh, memories, but today uh, we're young and we live it up. Uh, I'm like, no, like, we're bitch, not. You're I'm sitting on my couch <laughs> eating cookie dough. I'm not living it up. The photos are already memories. This app is made for people younger than me. Yeah. And I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I do not feel no like more. I belong here. Stop reminding me that my dog died. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Okay. Anyway. <sighs> I was like, I set out to find 
a haunted hotel story. And here we are Every again. <laughs> haunting story I find, it's just like, so many people died there. I'm like, yeah, I know that. But did anyone get haunted? And right. they're like, everyone killed themselves. I'm like, I, yeah, no, I get that. I hear that. But were there ghosts there? Yeah. Other than this fucker's demonic possession allegations. Right. So I turned to our good friend Reddit. Oh, good. Not that much on Reddit. Really? But I did find one that I found kind of intriguing. People were like, good people of Reddit. I'm watching the Elisa Lamb documentary about mm. the Cecil Hotel. Has anyone stayed there and has, you know, stories? And I was like, um, this is really a great question yes. for me to find right now. Thank you for yes, asking thank it. you, Reddit. Somehow when I copy and pasted this, I didn't get the username. So sorry, this is mm -hmm. Reddit user. <laughs> Reddit user that I love. So this gal commented, I stayed there two years ago with a couple of girlfriends because we wanted somewhere cheap to stay near the Staples Center. We were young and on a budget and foolishly we didn't check much about reviews or anything. Amateur mistake. Big mistake. One of my friends found a discounted room and we figured it'd be best to just wing it because none of us had ever had a bad experience at the hotel before. All it takes is one sugar. Yeah. It was literally the most horrifying experience of our lives. Uh oh. We took a taxi from the airport and the driver said he was shocked that we were having him take us there and warned us it wasn't a very safe area at all. That's a bad Fast time. forward a few hours and we're having drinks in our room when one of my friends left to go downstairs and get ice. She came back and told us to pack our bags immediately because she had seen something scary. She wouldn't tell us what because she was so panicked and frantically packing her bags and urging us to do the same. Within the next few minutes, we heard a combination of what sounded like a baby crying, a man laughing and a bell. What the, the other fuck? two of us thought she was messing with us, but immediately realized she was in serious disarray and we followed her. She told us not to go anywhere near the elevator. And to this day, we have no idea where those noises were coming from. None of us had believed in paranormal activity leading up to that day. Separately, we have all three heard those noises periodically since our stay. <gasps> we think we took something back home with us, but managed to get out safely. Just wait. Chills. The first oh, response. Oh my God. Right. First response is, wait, no way. This is insane. The reason I asked is because I'm watching the documentary and about 10 years ago, my dad stayed there because he heard it was haunted. He was always into that kind of stuff. He mentioned a bell, too. He said <gasps> he's heard it in the middle of the night a number of times over the years since. No. It sounds like the moral of the story is don't stay at the Cecil. Oh, my God. It's so creepy. I don't know I if it's I still true, have chills. I know. I, I have chills too. Oh, my God. Um, there, were, I found a few other replies that were very clearly made up stories. Yeah. Like some For Reddit karma. Who was, who was there by herself. And she like just decided on a whim to go stay there by herself. And she was like 19 or something. And some guy knocked on her door in the middle of, of the night. And then walked in and then cut his wrist in her bathroom. And oh then cut God. her with a razor. And that just and it just happened. And some more stuff happened. And she, she post again and tell the rest of the story. Oh, yeah. Like, Give me credit. Reddit karma. But Give me Reddit all karma. these people were commenting like, oh, my God, tell us the rest. Oh, my God. Oof. Oh, my God. You need to go get an AIDS test. Gullible. You need to go get checked out. You need to go get a tetanus shot. And I was like, this is mm. obviously a lie. How are you people not seeing yeah, that? Yeah, people are dumb. So I found something that I felt sort of like summarized some of my thoughts nicely in a Vice article um, about the Cecil being sort of not like romanticized, but, you know, sensationalized. Yeah. Ooh, it's American Horror Story. It's haunted. Mm -hmm. Elise Lamb, spooky. What happened? It said not everyone is as captivated by the Cecil's reputation as a hotbed of hauntings, gore and ghosts. Becky Dennison, a co-director of the Los Angeles Community Action Network, said the Hollywood's 
that Hollywood's ghoulish depiction of the 1927, it's actually 1924, building can be damaging and stigmatizing for its many long-term, extremely low-income tenants. I mean, Mm. it's pretty offensive, actually, that American Horror Story is based on the Cecil Hotel, said Dennison, whose organization advocates on behalf of Skid Row's most vulnerable residents. She said the hotel has historically served as homes for the elderly and the disabled and very low-income people. One incident doesn't change that, and certainly not the mythology of American Horror Story. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Wow. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right, lady. I wrote, I really hate to be a Joe Nickel. I really do. I hate to be a Joe Nickel. But sometimes you have to be. Yeah, I think that the misfortunes of the Cecil Hotel can be pretty easily explained by the location, the systemic issues within our country and world. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the folks who are most vulnerable are stuck in the most dangerous places and Generally, that's the places where the most shitty stuff happens. Right. That's like the know? true scary story that people yes. are living in these conditions and we can't face it. I feel like we kind of get to that root. Like, yeah. what's scarier than living with mental illness and not being able to take your medication yeah. and thinking that someone is chasing you and crawling into a yeah. water tank and dying? It's like, I can't so imagine sad. anything scarier. But no. it's like, that's too scary. So it's actually yeah easier. It was a ghost. And easier to believe like that it's spooky ghosts. Right, right. And then it's like, ooh, let's go have a seance at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Well, mm. and I think like mental health, like while I know that like bipolar and schizophrenia are often like diagnosed in early 20s, but like mental health can happen yeah. to anyone. And so it's like, yes. if that can happen to her, what's to stop me from just having a break? And I feel like that's too scary for people. have a psychotic break tomorrow. To, yeah. People can't face mm-hmm. that. It's too scary, yeah. you know? It's too real. So it's easier to think, well, there it was totally. a ghost, which... I'm never going to see a ghost. That's more fun. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. exactly. Ghosts Mm -hmm. can't hurt me. Right. In 2014, the hotel was sold to New York City hotelier Richard Bourne for $30 million. Dang. I didn't think it'd be worth that much. investment. I know. Um, He wanted to revitalize the place, which sadly displaced a lot of low-income folks who Mm. had been living there for a really long time. So he closed the hotel in 2017 to renovate it. And then when COVID hit, the work was suspended indefinitely. And then I don't know how this happened. I don't know if he partnered with a community organization because this was his best investment during COVID or what. But in on December 13th of 2021, the Cecil Hotel reopened as an affordable housing complex. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. So, so it's operated by the Skid Row Housing Trust and the facilities providing affordable living accommodations for 600 low-income residents. So it's not even a hotel anymore. You can't no, stay there. No, wow. I don't think so. That's mm-hmm. cool. Like, but as of like the end of last year, it's quite new. That's kind of a happy ending, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm like happy about that, that some fucker was like, I'm going to make it fancy. And then right, he yeah. like probably had never visited Skid Row before. Right. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how uh, that happened. Like, how did it get? Mm-hmm. How, did he just decide, like, I'm going to cut my losses and sell it to yeah, low income? Yeah. Or there was a really, really wonderful tax incentive for him to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's probably yeah. much more likely. Yeah. Yeah. It had but to do with I'm money, with I'm sure. You know, if that yeah. if it means that he did the right thing. Yeah, I think whatever. it's the right thing. It sure seems yeah. like it. And I highly, um, d- I highly doubt that there will continue to be ghost stories because now there are people who are in housing and it's their yes, home. Exactly. And you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. At least I yeah, hope for their sakes there are, that they don't talk yeah, about that, that like, anymore. turns the story around. Yeah, exactly. And it becomes like a safe, wonderful place for right. people. Because it's like, now this is my home. Please don't, yeah. you know, This is not a safety net. This is a home yeah. now. Is it still called the Cecil? No. Well, I don't mm. know what it's called now. It was Stay on Main or whatever. Yeah. Weird. 
Yeah, that is weird. Not a catchy name. Not a good rebrand. Like not. I would. I if I saw that, I'd be like, I don't think mm, I should. Stay yeah, in <laughs> leave that. I don't, I don't feel like that's a real name for uh-uh. a hotel. Mm-mm. No. Well, I think yeah. you did her story like really a lot of justice. It was very kind, and you know, it's not an easy one to tell. I thought it was spookier than it was because the media wanted you to think that exactly. And this is kind of on the LAPD as well. They released only some information Mm. and they didn't release that the toxicology showed that she hadn't taken all her meds. They didn't release that she had a history of this kind of behavior when not taking Mm. her meds. They didn't release that there were multiple ways to get to the roof. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, they didn't release like there was a latch because people were like, how does she even push off? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like open the the thing. Yeah. Yeah. they didn't release all this stuff. So I think in the documentary that I didn't watch, um, <laughs> a bunch of web sleuths, like don't fuck with cats type people, yeah. decided to take it on, thought there was like some corruption, this, that, and the other thing, and ended up accusing some random guy who almost took his own life because oh my of God. internet bullying. People are bullying. the fucking worst. Yes. And they all sort of thought they were doing the right thing. And I'm like, hey, LAPD, next time maybe just like release all of the information mm-hmm. that's helpful totally so that people don't jump to that conclusion and also media stop you yeah know. yeah uh, like you know i love a good spooky story but this is not only it. if it's really spooky though not fake yeah. spooky yes exactly mm-hmm. yeah not if it can be easily explained um, yeah by just like common sense like oh she wasn't yeah, on her like meds. common sense yeah so when i like chose this topic i was like oh this can be another one of but just like all the other ones, just yeah. like every haunted place that I've covered known. so far. It's, none of them are haunted. It's all just trauma. It's just Motherfucker. Trauma. Which is haunting. That's true. It's the scariest thing of all. Yep. Yeah. It's a trauma, vicious poverty, circle. systemic racism and injustice. Nothing scarier. But this podcast is supposed to be an escape from all of that. <laughs> just give me a ghost, Cecil Hotel. That's what treats are for. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the segways. <laughs> They're so good today. You're on fire. Thank you. Tonight, what did you make? I made little mini cinnamon rolls. <gasps> yes, another repeat. <laughs> no, we've never done this. Wait, I talked didn't... about it once. Remember one time I went, I like bought a dessert from a store and I was like, I thought about making cinnamon, just buying cinnamon rolls. I thought you did with crescent, with like crescent dough or something. Mm -mm, No. You didn't? I did something with crescent dough. I don't think so. Maybe (laughs) I did. I really thought you did. But these are made from scratch, so I haven't done that. (laughs) Oh my God. Amazing. (laughs) They look delicious. I just have like a distinct memory of eating a really delicious cinnamon bun that you made me one time. I feel like you're right. (laughs) <laughs> now that you say that now as soon as you said crescent dough i need to go to our instagram now <laughs> for the record <laughs> if, i'm like oh now we're starting a trend of repeat desserts but if this is a different oh my recipe, god no you're totally right <laughs> i just remember how good they were oh yeah they look good i think we were at your house yeah, you're totally right. Oh my god. Well, these are different. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're a different recipe. Yeah, these so are totally, totally these different. have yeast in them and they're fully, <gasps> you know, real full they're like on real bread. Real cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Oh my god, are they good? 
Oh, they're really good. And also, mm. I've discovered that... I was that- about to say, <laughs> you have to send me the recipe. That's the whole fucking point of <laughs> yeah. this, Amy. It's going to be on the internet. It's going to be all over the internet. Uh. Everyone's going to be making it. Um, <laughs> they are delicious and really fun to eat a cinnamon roll. That's like a bite, just a little bite. Um, totally. I learned very quickly that I had rolled them too big because they wouldn't fit in the... And oh all. no! In the easy bake oven, yeah, yeah. You gotta be I was like, "Oh, that's that. not, that's not gonna Oopsie. go." Oopsie! So I had to like take that's them amazing. apart and re-roll them, which was fine. Um, and actually, when my when I put it in and it wouldn't like it was too tight, then I couldn't mm-hmm. get it out. So I just like instinctively like hit it to make it come out. And I broke my light bulb. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Shit! So um, it all worked out, though, and now we have these cute little yummy cinnamon rolls. Really easy, really fun, yummy, and uh, yeah, look for the recipe. I will. Mm. I will. Russ loves cinnamon buns. I just buy the Pillsbury ones. You can also do it with crescent rolls. If you want to know how, look back at our uh, (laughs) post from March 17th. (laughs) Yes, because it was right before you moved. We recorded at your house. That is so freaking funny. It's hilarious. I love that. I had no fucking clue. I, I thought see, I was that's being how good inventive. they were. I'll never forget. <laughs> I'll never forget those. I mean, we're going to get to a point here. There's only so many things you can bake in a fucking easy it's bake true. oven. It's true. It's true. I mean, there's going to come a point where we're just baking anything and we're like, well, we have an easy bake oven. <laughs> deviled eggs. <laughs> I love that. Oh, deviled. Oh, my I God. Know, it's I relevant. I didn't know. I just, just chose a random thing. Devil's always close it's in, in my your mind. Heart. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, Okay, so for our missing women tonight, you know, generally we cover missing women of color, indigenous women. Um, Mm -hmm. Tonight we're covering a woman who I found naturally, like it came up on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, And I've been following it for the last couple of weeks, kind of since she disappeared. And I'm in a Facebook group and it reminds me so much of Sam Sayers. Like, (gasps) oh no. It reminds me of Sam Sayers and Gabby Petito because she's like the exact same thing as Gabby Petito. She's like a cute little blonde and it's like getting all this national attention. And it's just like, I think I saw a headline about her. She'd been missing for like a month. No, two weeks. Oh, two weeks. Two weeks. I want to show you a picture. Online? No. I'm a lot of people else. are being harassed online. But she's like a Aww. cute little blonde. Very. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very similar situation that like, why don't all these black women and indigenous women get attention? But mm-hmm. these cute little blonde girls do. Um, yeah. And so I'm going to give it more attention by talking about it today. <laughs> Sometimes it's really... It's really intriguing. Compelling. It, it yeah. really is. Um, and there's... What happened? So her name is Kylie Rodney, K-I-E-L-Y, Rodney, R-O-D-N-I. She was, I think she was 17. She's, no, oh yeah, no, she's 16, 16 years old. Oh, she's a child. Yep, she is a child. And she went to this really big party. And okay, I want to preface this by saying there are so many things coming out right now, like different um, Mm. theories. And maybe it was Mm -hmm. the boyfriend and maybe it's the best. It's so similar to Sam Sayers that like- all yeah. these internet sleuths have something People to say. Think they know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got an opinion. Yeah. So she went to this party mm-hmm. and apparently there were like a hundred kids there. Like oh, a God. big party in Lake Tahoe. Oh, uh-huh. And she went with a friend. Her friend's name's Sammy. And then I guess she and Sammy were supposed to leave together. Mm-hmm. And Kylie gets really drunk. Again, she's 16, mm-hmm. but she gets like shit faced. Oh no. And Sam has a Sammy has a curfew she has to meet. And so she's mm-hmm. like, I gotta go. Apparently Kylie didn't want to go. Um, and so 
Sammy and leaves. A child, so she's like, I'm gonna get in exactly. I'm and I've heard a here. lot of people fine. like talking shit about Sammy, and I'm like, well. If I had We've a curfew, I would go too. Like, yeah. okay, you, you I may... Can't, I'm not going to drag you out. Right. You don't want to leave. Okay. I, I love you. Good luck. Bye. Yeah. I've heard yeah. a lot of people saying like, how could you leave your friend like that? I'm like, what? Because she's a kid. She doesn't yes, know. Yes. She's a child. They're both children. They don't yes, know. they're children. When but, you're 21 and you're out at a yes. bar and you have one drunk friend that doesn't want to leave, you're like, yeah, hey, bitch, I'm going to go. pull you by your hair yeah, into the we're Uber going. because you're going to get date raped. Yeah, exactly. But when you're a kid, you don't know no, that. No, you don't know that. Especially like at a lake with your friends. So. Yeah. we have lots of friends here she's safe yeah. we're at we're in lake tahoe we're yeah exactly. exactly nothing bad's gonna happen to us oh, so um she leaves and i guess they had communicated i, I think sammy was the last one she'd communicated with she mm-hmm. had uh kylie had also spoken to her mom on the phone mm-hmm. and then her phone turns off it's like the last time that it's heard from oh, no. and then the next day she doesn't come home. Her car has been missing. There's no sign of her car. Um, and it's now been two weeks. And they've had this huge search for her. And what I think is the weirdest part is that this is a party of like 100 kids. And, and no there's like anything. and there's like no photos being released. No one's coming oh. forward. There's nothing really oh, coming God. out. There are some people who say that, you know, they've brought stuff to the police and the police just haven't made it public. Mm-hmm. Um but a lot of people are making the point like, okay, they all are on social media. There has to be, mm-hmm. there has to be content out there. There's got to be photos. There's got to be TikToks and Snapchats. It's a, and I saw pictures of the party and it's mm-hmm. like all lit up with like blue string lights and like, it looks like a, a yeah. big deal. 16 year olds are Snapchatting or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. But then you also have to think about the fact that kids these days with technology, are so smart with it and they you know yeah, they might only yeah. be doing a snapchat because they know that it's going to disappear and so maybe there's yeah. nothing that's permanent on yeah. social media because they're yeah. smart yeah and they don't want to get caught drinking yeah so she disappeared this party was at prosser family campground in Truckee, just north of lake tahoe oh shit you know what Truckee is no it's where the donner family <gasps> really yeah that's Truckee. oh no so you've been there because yeah. you went to the museum I've been there mm-hmm. <laughs> it's beautiful well, would be a good place summer. to have a party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this was on right, August like, 6th. So a good place oh, to have a party. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been urging teens from the party to come have like teen to teen interviews. I follow like the Instagram and the Facebook page. And every day they're just begging for more information. Because Some, somebody knows. Yeah. Somebody knows something. And there's a lot of people on the Facebook group. And I'm, I don't feel one way or the other about this. But there are people who feel like her friend Sammy is trying to control the narrative. Her... One of her parents is a private investigator and one of her parents is a lawyer. And so they feel, oh yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So she's done like a, uh, um, she's kind of given a press conference and she's given talks and um, they kind of feel some, you know, just random people. Mm-hmm. No one, no one important yeah. feels like she's, yeah. you know, maybe not saying something or she knows more than she's letting on or she had something to do with it, whatever. Man. There's also been some weirdness about the boyfriend. For a while, people didn't even know she had a boyfriend. And then it was like he had texted her to be safe and he was actually out of town, but he was coming back. I don't know. Very confusing, weird stuff. Um, Let's see. They did locate surveillance of her um, the day before on 8-5 at 6 p.m. prior to going out. And she was wearing this black spaghetti strap bodysuit, green Dickies pants with black grommet belt and black vans. And then later on in the night, she was wearing a white hoodie with um, pink um, words on it. I don't remember what it said. Mm -hmm. It was some weird, very 
young mm-hmm. person looking <laughs> sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently, I think this is kind of the most recent thing I've read is that some people say that there was a group of sketchy older guys that showed up at the party oh, and they started no. making things weird for the teens. Um, oh, it sounds like they were kind of college age and they were just mm-hmm. doing a lot of weird weird stuff we have um, all been teenage girls yes at parties where college age guys are there and making you feel uncomfortable yeah mm-hmm. you think it seems cool but it's not it's not mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. um so around twelve forty, rodney was seen for the last time her friend sammy was the last person to have talked to her just minutes prior and i guess sammy asked if she still needed a ride home and she said no oh my god and then and then she basically vanished because no one is reporting having seen her after that. Yeah. Her mother, yeah. Anna Larson, and this, I don't ever want to, like, blame anybody. But her mom had talked to her. Yeah. About coming home and on the phone. So she heard her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's quoted as saying she was far too inebriated to be able to drive herself home. She said oh, she wasn't in a state where she could have driven very far. She was inebriated. And then her mom didn't go get her? Right. She's 16. Like She just left her there? I guess. <gasps> no one came for I mean, she. Oh. I don't think she was calling asking for a ride. But like, if I called my dad if that I way, he'd be like, get your fucking ass and I out was of the drunk. road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my mom would be like, I'm going to be there in five yeah, and you're and never you're leaving never our house leaving. again. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. So, like, obviously, this is a horrible time for the mom, but also, like, yeah, and I, it's come not on. her fault, but, like, yeah, come that's, on. Your 16-year-old should not be at a party with 100 people drunk. Like, it just shouldn't no. be happening. No. Um, this is an example of the people, like, don't fuck with cats, these internet sleuthers. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's a YouTuber named Ict Mel, which is weird. And he mm-hmm. does like these video series about, mis- I don't know if it's missing people or just true crime or whatever. But he had a tipster call in named Ronnie Jones, who claims that he knows people who went to the campground. Um, I guess two cousins of this random guys who were there. And he said that they had seen Rodney, saw her partying, laughing, drinking and socializing. And then he also said that the older guys who came brought shrooms and cocaine. For these 16-year-olds. Oh. Yeah. Not good. Um, Oh, this was the shirt she was wearing. It's like odd. It says odd future on it. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like total teenager sweatshirt. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, So they've set up a website, findkylie.com. You can also find it on Instagram. You can find it on Facebook. They have a reward that was $50,000. It's been raised to $75,000 for help in her disappearance. Um, they've been asking like a lot, like kind of religiously asking, like, please, teens, please come forward. Please come forward. The mm-hmm. cops aren't going to get you in trouble. Please. We'll, we'll have just you teens have there. You know. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. just tell us something. Please just tell us something. And, you know, again, I don't know what they've told the cops. None right. of us do. Right. Um, so her car that still has yet to be located is a 2013 oh Honda CRV, California license plate. 8YUR127 looks like this. Um, there are a lot of people who feel like maybe her car went off the road and in, there's a lot of water yeah, around there, she lots tried of lakes. To drive herself home. Yeah. And, sh- and they, you know, there are some people who say, like, well, you would see slide marks from where her car went off. And people are like, not, not necessarily. necessarily. Yeah. There's a lot of murky water. She could be in there. And then there's been other people posting about, you know, everyone goes to these like really, um conspiratorial places you know when these things happen like they just 
start coming up mm-hmm. with these theories. And mm-hmm. so there's been lots of other women missing in the area and they feel like, what if this is the same person? What if, filler. yeah. Or what if there's just, what if we just have a lot of shitty people that live here and they just keep, yeah. people just keep disappearing and or getting murdered yeah. or, yeah. you know, drinking when they're 16 and then driving mm-hmm. into a lake because they were drunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's the story of Kylie Rodney. Hopefully we will have updates. Um, you know, if you have any information about the whereabouts of Kylie, if you were at the party, if you know people who were at the party, um, she is 16 years old. She is 5'7", 115 pounds. She has a tattoo on her ribs. Um, she has a tattoo? I know. It sounds like there was maybe some... 16? Okay, mom. Some Interesting parenting choices. Some parenting choices that are... Uh, not what I would do, but that doesn't make them wrong. Well, yep. no, I would argue leaving your 16-year-old drunk at a party is not great. Is not the best. Yeah. It's but not what we would hope for. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, if you have information, you can contact the Placer County Sheriff's Office at 530-886-5375. There's also an anonymous tip line, 530-581-6320, option 7. Or you can email the sheriff at sheriff underscore Tahoe invest tips at placer.ca.gov. So we will hopefully have information about the whereabouts of Kylie. Um, But it feels so similar to Gabby Petito and Sam Sayers, you know, that Mm -hmm. all these things just keep coming out. And um, And like when these things happen now, the Internet is just a crazy place because then everyone has access to some of the information, but not all of it. And And they they come up their own place. And, you know let's assume that Sammy, her friend, has nothing to do with it. You could be destroying mm-hmm. her life by yep. by yep. putting these kinds of theories out there. Like, what if she literally was just a good girl who was like, I got to go home. I have to go home for curfew. Yeah. She's like, come on, Kylie, come on, Kylie. Yep. Kylie's like, no, no I want to party. And yeah. she's like, Kate, then I'm going to fucking leave you because right. I'm going to get in trouble for my right. parents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. Boy. So mm-hmm. uh, on that note, what's your good thing? Good thing. Good thing. What is my good thing? Um, for like months, Russ has been asking to stay up late and look for satellites. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, like literally for months. And he'll wake up in the morning and go, the sky is clear, mama. We can watch for satellites tonight. Oh. Like, but, you know, he'll ask on like a Tuesday. And I'm like, yeah. no, we're no. not doing this. <laughs> um, so on Saturday... Yeah, we were working in the yard all day. And so he was like really tired because he got a lot of sun. We were like doing errands. So um, we were going into town for dinner and he fell asleep on the way and ended up sleeping for like an hour. Oh, yeah. And so we got home on Saturday night and the sky was totally clear. And it was oh, like, eight, nice. And he was like, can I watch satellites tonight? And I was like, you know what? You took an yeah, hour why not? at four o'clock. It's Let's Saturday. Do it. You can sleep in tomorrow. And I usually work Sunday mornings, but both my clients had canceled. So I was like, Score. Yep, you can sleep in. Let's do it. Love so it. So we set out, like, I put out, like, blankets, and he has, like, this oh, little sleeping bag that looks like a teddy bear. <laughs> and we, um, like, laid out on the patio. And I didn't realize it was also a meteor shower. The Percy oh is happening right now. He didn't see any. Matt and I both saw shooting stars oh. or meteors or whatever. But we saw 10 satellites. How cool. He'd never, like, laid out and watched the stars before so what did like, he think he was just fascinated by the big dipper wow and i have an app on my phone where you can like hold it up to the i love that night sky right mm-hmm. and it'll tell you like that's this star and then mm-hmm. it will trace the outline of different constellations so cool. to like help you see them so ursa major 
Yeah. Where the the Big Dipper is like a bear. He was just fascinated. No. Will you show me the bear again? He was so excited. Like when we saw the first satellite, you know, like, and it took him a minute. Like, no, right there, right there. And then yeah. he's like, <gasps> like, just kind of leave this thing he'd been hearing about for months. He finally got to see in real oh, life. Oh, so how special. Like so magical. That's a really yeah. good thing. It was like, okay, he's going to, re- I'm going to remember this forever. Yeah. You know. We like, all, you so, all are. Such a, yeah, like such a That's probably like a core for memory for him, you know? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I love yeah. that. Good yeah, job, so mom. Really awesome. That's really special. Let him break the rules every once yeah. in a while. Cool Maybe mom. not partying at 16, but watching the no, satellites no. is fine. He could have, if he had a beer at 16, yes. that at would home, be fine. While if he safe. was so inebriated that he yeah. could drive yeah no Mm-mm. nope no. not okay not okay Mm-mm. with that mm-hmm. yeah what's your good thing Lacey? well you know my good thing <laughs> yes i do um a couple weeks ago i talked about a uh, dog i wanted to get for my dog <laughs> a dog for mm-hmm. my dog um, and that we weren't sure how it was gonna go and that we weren't sure if she was gonna be okay with cats or that if they would even let us try and it didn't look like they were going to let us try for a while they just kept ignoring mm-hmm. me and i think something Haley and i share in, in common is that we are very persistent <laughs> like structure in my life yeah. give me all the data and i will continue emailing you when you we back. want something we don't stop until you say no you can't do it and even then sometimes we don't stop Mm-hmm. so i did not stop and um i just kept saying hey hey i'm still here i'm still here she's still there still interested yeah, would still love to give her a chance and they finally were like okay you can adopt her with a trial you know if it doesn't work out bring her back um and i'm so glad that they let her try it because she has shown zero aggression i've never met a dog like less aggressive she's curious about the cats but like suki yeah. swatted at her today and she just backed off she was like okay Oh my God. No big deal. Um, like, this is your house. I get it. Exactly. She also, Sweet thing. like she's outside right now by herself and she just <gasps> lays, lays by the house. Like she won't go anywhere. She will not. We go on walks in the woods and she'll like go around a corner and immediately come back. Like, you still there? You still there? Like, oh it's just so the sweet. best behaved oh dog. God. She's I, like so well trained. I can't already. believe it. Like, she's not. It, it's incredible. It's unbelievable. She's she had came home on Friday. Yeah. She no s- Sunday. Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So oh, it's been yesterday. one day. Yeah. Yesterday. Really? Was that yes. yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday. Time isn't real. I know. I completely agree. Um, but it's just unbelievable. And her foster mom, we talked a bit, and she said, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just so high mate. She's so high energy. She's so, you know, she never rests and Mulder, you know, I'm like, you've never met my dog. He's fucking insane. And he wears her out. Like he'll want to play more. And she's like, okay, like I'm done. Please. In that video that you sent and he's like rolling around like, please play with me. And she's like, I need a, I need a break. (laughs) That's good. They're well matched. Yeah. They're very well matched. And, um, she likes him a lot. I mean, they both like each other a lot. They like each other. They also really love us especially me yeah. and so i'll like go mm-hmm. pet Mulder, and then she comes up and she's like i'll pet me, me yeah and then Mulder's like no pet me um and you're like okay i'm so loved yeah, do you guys want autographs <laughs> calm down <laughs> there's enough for me to go around yeah, exactly um and i told Haley that um her name was bingo when we met her which i could not keep that name absolutely um, not and her eyes are like this bright blue and she is a um german shepherd border collie husky mix and so she she has this tail that like looks like a wolf like she just really looks she looks like like yeah i want to get her dna tested to see if she has some in her um but so we decided to name her willowa which is a indian word for like or native word for like a coastal wind that blows in like from the mountains and so she kind of like blew into our lives and she's got eyes the color of the sea and so her name is willa for short and i just love it little willa and i call her willie sometimes and will and you know any ben and i are big nickname people for our pets so i know like you are too with nell um 
You mean Benny. Benny, yeah. <laughs> Benny. <laughs> so it's been really nice. Um, you know, it's also an adjustment. We're keeping her in a crate yeah. at night just to make sure things are good mm-hmm. with the cats mm-hmm. and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But it just feels good that, you know, I followed my gut. I felt like there was something there totally. and that she was meant yep. to be with us. And you know that feeling. You're just like, you're our dog. We got to, I got to have it. you. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, that's my good thing. Another that's member so of the family exciting. in our tiny little house. <laughs> Mulder's probably so happy. Is he just like thrilled? He is thrilled, but I think he's also it's just hitting him that like, oh, I like I have to share my things and my people now. Like this isn't just <laughs> like, a friend. Mulder, you're the one who wanted to yeah, play. Yeah, exactly. The time. I was like, Mulder, this you... is for you, dude. Like yeah, get used yeah. to it. Um, so he'll be just like a little adjustment. like a little moody, but then like she'll come to yeah. play and he's like, Okay. So, you know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, my best friend. Yeah, that. exactly. So it's good. It's all really good. I love so. that. That's awesome. Um, listeners, we'd love to hear your good things and your spooky yes. things. Um, please send us an email at theeasybagpod at gmail.com with any spooky stories you have. Or if you have any stories you want us to cover, we'd love to hear those suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any delicious recipes for cinnamon rolls so I can bake them a third time. <laughs> we'd yes. love to hear that. <laughs> we love diversity. Yeah, we love we diversity do. in our cinnamon buns. We do. We do. We love variety. Love it. Um, follow us on Instagram. Easy Bake Slide Podcast. Into our DMs. Slide in there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep listening. We love it. Rate us. Review us. That's the other thing. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to think of the last thing. That's Rate, important. review, subscribe. Yes. That's All what they things. say. Yep. Keep mm-hmm. on listening. Visit our website, easybakecovenpodcast.com, where we upload all of our episodes. And we're now doing something different where we are um, posting photos occasionally throughout the week instead of all at once. But they all will be on our website in nice little galleries. So if you just Lisa's really good at that. can't wait to look at pictures from the episode, get on there. They're Go all on to live our website. every Friday. And Boom. merch incoming. Are we saying that? Yes. Yet? I actually just started making the shop tonight. <gasps> merch incoming. Merch incoming. You want to represent. Yes. If there's specific merch that you want. Tell us. Like if you want um, like a bumper sticker with both of our faces on it <laughs> for your car. <laughs> These are my favorite bitches. We'll make one like that. You we know, will. just like yeah. spitballing. Give yeah. us your ideas. Yeah. Great. We, we'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. Well. Dear friends, don't forget to keep it spooky and make it sweet. Happy Happy haunting. haunting!